Hello and welcome to Busy Nation Dando Takoro Kro. This is Ritika with my friend Abhishek and we are back after a very very long time. Yes, this is I think the first episode that we are recording in in 2011 and many people out there would be wondering ah Ritika name sounds familiar the sound also is familiar which <laughs> has been away for a long time and we've been doing it with Akhilesh with whom we will be continuing to do but uh, welcome back Ritika. Thank you. So I I hope you have been missing me Abhishek. <laughs> Completely. Absolutely. And good to have you back and let's get on with the topics. Yeah, the first news is about TCS launching uh, a fully integrated IT solution for cloud computing for uh, small medium enterprises. And now before you ask me what cloud computing is all about, right. it's really taking an an example of say a restaurant when you go in a restaurant you know you just get the food on your plate you don't know where it is coming from you don't yeah. know whether the vegetables are coming from sangli or satara or, yeah. or, or a shady bugger down the streets yeah you, you go you're right go ahead you don't yeah, know that. exactly yeah. the ones next to the local train stations you know completely <laughs> those plantations Vivid yeah so, so, yeah. yeah so, so cloud computing is something like that so the small medium enterprises they do not really have that much money to invest into building it infrastructure or hire all these expensive it guys to do their work so what they do is that they they do not house all the it infrastructure but they let the third party do it and so the third party will manage the software the data access the servers the storage services everything and so the, the the entire computing structure is like a cloud it's somewhere else it's not in your office and it's, it's more like make versus buy that we learned in manufacturing industry where how much would you would it cost if you have to make it in house 100 rupees if you have to outsource it 70 then you outsource it if you have an option of housing those servers outside your vicinity to some expert mm. then you do your work you do your sap or whatever employee records your uh, salary record day to day software activities you just keep doing and everything is getting stored somewhere outside your company's premises and more importantly the one of the biggest advantage that all these companies say that they have is they don't have to invest in one go in let's say 20 million dollars and this is the servers that i have to buy instead what you do yes. you pay as you go it's like your electricity bill that you have at the end of the month it's not that you're not locked in right for like 10 years and you don't have to pay a, a prepaid yes. 10 year bill so you pay as you use so it's like instead of getting stuck with a 300 gb hard drive with you on your computer and you use it only over the course of 3 years you would rather outsource that now of course now we are not talking about pcs here but imagine a company having gigabytes and terabytes of data instead of investing it in one go they outsource it and they rent that computer power and so what has tcs done in all of that i think they have come up with a new sbu or a new division which is banking yes. on the whole concept of cloud computing and expecting a revenue of 1 yes. billion dollars exactly and it's it's mainly targeted to small enterprises small medium enterprises because they are the ones who do not want to really spend that much on infrastructure obviously in india there's a very very big market for that it's been i think 2 3 years since you know tcs was working on this sbu and they had envision the their target market and they were working on that because i know one of my husband's friends she was working in this business area in tcs mm-hmm. and she was among one of those who gave the presentation to ratan tata about mm-hmm. this yeah so 
So obviously she was very excited about it. The revenue is they are expecting, as you said, one billion dollars. And, and before you continue, for the listeners now to give one billion in somebody from the US, one billion, okay? Like this is, they might have that perception, but to give a perspective, up until 11th October 2007, that is four years ago, Infosys, the whole yeah. of Infosys revenues was one billion. So we are talking about one billion coming only from this concept of cloud computing and an SBU that they have built. So that yes. is big. The, yeah, that's true. And and it doesn't end there. The applications, see, like one billion will not just come from rent. It's not just like having enormous data centers and asking pe- companies to say, hey, look, we will outsource your needs and we will house your data. But it has certain creative uses also. Like Forbes India recently carried a cover on cloud computing. There they had given an example mm-hmm. of Wipro. where they have come up with an application wherein you can have a your blood test report in almost real time so you have your blood sample that is uh, inserted through an iphone application and it sends it, it gets sent to the pathology lab and you get results in almost you know far sooner than you would in a normal environment now i'll have to figure out exactly how it works it's very creative but it says that it's you are sending that data out into a cloud and then you get a result it's not being saved anywhere on your local machine so similarly there are companies like more recently you know kyazunga.com the company which was which is uh, official partner of the icc for selling tickets of the world cup finals tickets yes the yes. whole website came crashing down because at one go some 10 million hits came on the website and they didn't have enough server capacity now had yes. they rented this out and said hey look on a particular day on that day when we'll open this open the gates we are expecting like 100 million so then they go to amazon.com and say that on that day we'll pay you so much just take care of the load so if that would have happened on that day servers wouldn't have come crashing down so it has got certain interesting applications and like in india with 39 million small and medium enterprises that tata is saying that we are going to go to these small places whether in rural areas or semi urban areas and go to them with interesting applications of this cloud computing and coming back to the business news the next story is about rolls royce selling seven times more cars in uh, 2010 than that it sold in 2009 and ghost uh, its latest model has been one of its best selling car 80% of its customers of uh, for ghost were first time rolls royce buyers i mean considering the price range of the car that it comes around 2.5 to 3 crores per right. car i really wonder like who are the people who buy these cars they must be all politicians and bureaucrats right because only really those people these days have that much money to spend on cars you bet you bet and they don't have to disclose much of it but uh, talking about who used to buy these cars once upon a time it was always of course we all know synonymous with these maharajas and in fact there was this one maharaja bhupinder singh from jaipur mm-hmm. there it was said that he would go out with a motorcade of 20 rolls royce cars imagine i'm talking wow. about 1920s and then in mm-hmm. 1930 in a particular year this was big news sometime back this maharaja had ordered for a rolls royce to build and rolls royce are generally customized it's they you actually get a name number plate yeah. which has your name on it and all of that so those guys refused mm-hmm. it so this person this maharaja he all his rolls royce he dumped in a garbage place garbage area and he let them <laughs> rot for two days and the voice viceroy of that particular city on during those days he relented he spoke to 
he was a big big rolls royce fan so he spoke to the rolls royce guys and they intervened and they said okay fine you know what we'll we'll build one for you so it has a big legacy and they have the snobbish so called alleged role that they will choose their customers because they only sold about 2000 not about exact number is 2711 cars in 2010 imagine the whole year yeah and i, I guess if they are targeting ma- markets like india and china which are one of the largest markets today how, how much snobbery can they you know then afford <laughs> because they, they yeah. have to relent completely yeah bmw being sold on emi is an example of they saying yeah. look economy is down we got to get people to buy cars so let's exactly. just go and advertise ourselves so it's it's not yeah. that snobbish anymore yeah and they entered india only in 2005 so they have earned quite a growth in the past 5 or 6 years and i'll be not be surprised if people from kolhapur and punjab start buying rolls royce if they open up i'm sure much. they already must they must be having it already <laughs> most right. of them right. but talking about cars i think uh, the more user friendly or something which is far more relevant to us would be toyota Uh, betting big on the low cost low cost markets in asia and trying to build and almost every other company wanting to come up with a small yes. car equivalent yeah that's true and toyota is now building a low cost car in indonesia which is aimed at the consumers in indonesia and other southeast asian countries nearby its car um, atros that it launched in india in 2010 was was also quite well sold in india wasn't it it's doing quite well oh it is this was the first time that toyota launched a car in that segment and we spoke yes. about it a couple of podcasts back but you know they they already have they had what prado they had toyota qualis was replaced by innova all of them were in plus 6 lakhs bracket or 7 mm-hmm. or 8 lakhs so etios was the first one which was competing with swift or i20 of the world and they're doing good yes. any car from toyota will do well to, exactly to we we have a toyota camry here Oh, and uh, I didn't know this. <laughs> come on, <laughs> I'm trying to show off a little. <laughs> no, the, the the thing was that you know, and when we were buying a car, we evaluated many cars, and you know, the Italian cars and the German cars and the American cars, the ones that look good and are very stylish and stuff, and and yeah. then ultimately we settled on Toyota because you, you Toyota is like obviously it's the most. dependable and efficient and we were buying a second hand car and like right. we even saw the resale value of mm-hmm. uh, toyota and honda cars or japanese cars is much higher than say an american car and all, and, all, all you guys listening right now and who've stuck with us since the first episode you can clearly see the rise in the net worth of dritika and family started with zen <laughs> and we would talk about you know how yes. the prices and inflation in india and now yeah but i'm still not I paid by the toyota camry <laughs> Oh, yes, no, but the 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 bit, no, but but uh, I am by the way still paying my EMIs through my whatever nose or pocket for the Swift that I have, which is a small car. But Toyota Camry, congratulations, you <laughs> make. Okay, so now if you have rubbed in enough, then can I continue with my main point? Go, which is yeah, which is really that. And then my husband, you know, he actually told me that if you if you see any Toyota Camry or Honda Accord or any such cars. anywhere in in uh, in melbourne then mm-hmm. you you would notice that the owner is indian you know or probably ah. chinese or yeah because indians they always end up buying toyota or honda because they are the most dependable cars and and it was it is very funny and most of the people that if we see 
ड्राइविंग अ टोयोटा और अंडा और मोस्ट ऑफ द इंडियन वी नो दे ऑल ओन अ टोयोटा और अंडा आई हार्डली सीन एन इंडियन ओनिंग एन अमेरिकन और एट द मोस्ट यू नो द कोरियन कंपनी हंडे इंडियंस आर वेरी क्लियर अबाउट वॉट दे वॉन्ट एक्जैक्टली वैल्यू फॉर मनी Value for money. It was said, very famous line that you don't have to open the bonnet of a Toyota until you have clocked eighty thousand kilometers, which exactly. was a brilliant statement from them. That you know we are so good. So like service center, नहीं लेके जाना है, tension नहीं है, and low maintenance maybe, and good yep. quality. Why not? So yeah, Indians yep. know what they want. Yep. And finally, let's talk about the budget. Now, I I I really did not follow the budget a lot this <laughs> time. So can you give us some highlights of the budget? Oh, suddenly you've become the barkha. Can you please give highlights of the budget in a formal tone? And I will. No, I in uh, no, I in 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 vision. No, 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 no. In in vision, I have become Abhishek. Now you have become Ritika. <laughs> that is hitting below the belt, but I'll give it to you now. Tell you, you want to know? The, <laughs> you want to know the highlights of the budget? So, the the biggest highlight is that uh, for people like me who still who still are earning not in Australian dollars but in Indian rupees, and where it is more relevant, this budget. Is that they have increased the tax slab? That is, initially one lakh sixty thousand rupees was exempt from tax. Uh, now they have increased it to one lakh eighty, which means twenty thousand rupees more. Which only means two thousand rupees more in my bank account, which is very paltry. But more importantly, this year's budget, the major thrust has been on infrastructure development. So, what does that mean? Basically, is that Indian government will be spending two thousand four hundred and fifty crores on building highways, roadways, bridges. hospitals yeah. and airport sorry to stop sorry to uh, button but i've been hearing this in in the past i think four or five budgets that government's major focus is infrastructure development and they are pumping so many crores into the development of roads and on and on and on however this time for the first time government has said that initially foreign investment in infrastructure bonds was 5 billion dollars yes. now they have gone okay. on record and said now you can increase it to not 5 billion but 25 billion so whether or not that 2400 odd crores will be accountable or not is another story we'll talk about it in the next budget maybe accountability kya hai but at least now for the first time there will be foreign investment which is five times more than on it was today so what will happen is a private party and a government will get together and try and make you know roads like an express highway or a new airport and all of that so I think we we are, we are many a time critical about the government, but this time they have put in a number to it. So, what does that mean to people like you and me? Also, is that if you want to invest in an infrastructure bond or in that sector, it's a good time just to put your hundred rupees there and hope that it multiplies until the next year because it will grow by default. Considering yep. it takes me two hours to get to my office, so <laughs> there are many roads that are being built. I can see that. So it's a good sector too. And Abhishek is just kidding, okay? So this new office is just two minutes from his house. So. Now the new office, yes. Yeah, no, it's really good because the kind of infrastructure development that India needs, it really does need all that money and that foreign investment. It's not going to happen with very limited foreign investment. So that that's a good step. And they're also investing good 33% of their planned expenditure is what they have in. secondary education in education but i always wonder ki primary education ka kya there is nothing nothing spoken about primary <laughs> education in the budget but that's that's how it is so 33 good percentage in education secondary education so they are putting in some money there also many things go check out there is a podcast that we recorded with professor kanu doshi for the ones who have listened to him before on taxation 
check it out it's released on the website it's the union budget 2011 special well i guess that's about it from this episode ritika you got something more to add and that's about it and we'll try to keep on schedule go log on to theindicast.com leave your comments there and we'll be back like ritika says hopefully soon enough theindicast.com and check out the facebook page it's uh, indicast podcast network go like us and if you are somewhere in the us uk canada wherever any interesting business topic relating to india please let us know who we will try and cover that that's about it bye 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 bye